Welcome to the Free at the Back podcast. The boys have returned. Are you feeling better, chaps? I'm fine. Good evening. Good evening. I can tell you, and I will warn you to some of our listeners, um, we were, well, I wasn't, I was absolutely fine, but the other two lads were extremely ill last week, and there's still a bit of reminiscence of a cough going on, so if we do implode your eardrums, that's Mr. Adams Howard's fault. So far, so he hasn't even got a joke. So, Pete, the pressure is on you. Do you have a joke for us this week? I do. I do Far away. Right. Jermaine Defoe walks into a bar. Goes up to the first bird he sees and says, get your coat, you've pulled. She turns around and says, oh, you're a little forward, aren't you? <laughs> Come on. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's terrible. Little I'm forward. hearing disappointment from Adam Howard. At least it was topical. I like it. <laughs> oh. I wonder My how tall Jermaine's foe actually is. I'm going to go 5'2". Yeah. Nah, he's bigger than that. Definitely he's bigger than that. He's an elf. I reckon he's he scores. Like I reckon he's like 5'6". Nah. nah. You think he's a foot shorter than me? I reckon he's more than a foot shorter than me. I bet he wears like under 14 kits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Schoolboy socks. But it must be a dream to have him up front for you because you never have to buy an adult kit. Literally. Amazing. Literally. Um, he is 1.7 metres. That doesn't help me, Wikipedia. That sounds quite tall. If he's yeah, taller he's... than me, I'm so going to be not upset. Po- oh, okay, no, that's probably five, about... Six. Yeah, he's about 5'6". That's, that's how no, he's He's right. still short. No, he's Elf. a little forward anyway. Elf. Anyway, so we're going to quickly cover the weekend roundup from nearly well from a week and a half ago, but unfortunately we didn't cover it because, as I said, these guys were ill. But we are going to quickly briefly go through them, and then we're going to get into the England games later on, the three at the back, five-star team that we're going to do, and then press at the back, and then finally following up with the boot bag. So we'll start with the weekend roundup then. Brighton three, Tottenham nil. What was your thoughts, chaps? I, I think I've lost a little bit of momentum with this because I was really, really happy about it about a week ago. But um, right now... It's the cough killed you. It's just Tottenham, isn't it? They're, they're just shit again. That um, dislocated elbow, though, for Larice. That was yeah. not nice. Yeah, I must admit, I didn't watch the first 10 minutes of it live and uh, came back to what I thought was a Larice Howler and was a little bit shocked at just just how his elbow went. You know when goalkeepers go down when they concede or they make a mistake and you think, yeah, you're fine. But then I saw the replay and it's like, Ugh. that was grim. Brighton that... very good though. Yeah, Connolly. He looks a bit of a gem. Do that's, you that's... think he can feel Robbie King's boots for Ireland? Oh. I, don't, I don't even know how to answer that. It upsets <laughs> me a little bit. <laughs> he was good though, to be fair. Yeah, he did really well on the day. Scored yeah. two good goals. Yeah. The, uh, it's a good result for Brighton, though, obviously, at home to Tottenham. Tottenham are a bit of a crisis at the minute. Do you think Potts will be there at Christmas? <sighs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you think they're not, they're not playing the best and something, something doesn't seem right. He's already come screaming about additions <coughs> in January, so perhaps yeah. they'll spend big in January. But there's so many players out of confidence at the minute. I think a lot depends kind of what happens elsewhere because I, I, I bet um, Levy would definitely prefer to get a fee as opposed to pay him off. For Poch, yeah. yeah. I just 
the, where's he going to go? I, I know people are going to say United and stuff, but I personally don't think so. But. United, Madrid. I think they're the two. Maybe PSG. PSG, maybe. He wants to go back there. He has said that. He's got a record on saying that. So, But by Christmas? Not by not necessarily by Christmas, no. That's what I mean. Yeah. It kind of depends if, you know. If he'd rather know. wait. You never know if Zidane. I mean, they're not exactly firing all cylinders, are they? So. Yeah. Yeah, but nonetheless, good result for Brighton. Good three points, and they've been playing really well. Got some good football going on over there. Uh, we'll move on to the Burnley one Everton nil game. Um, bit of a drab game, really. Not really a lot happened. I mean, the one thing I want to point out is just the sheer, the challenge from from Coleman in the game that yeah. didn't actually get him sent off. I mean, I have down that he def. I, I think he definitely doesn't mean it. But just because he doesn't mean it doesn't mean it's not a red it's, and it's, it's not weird. dangerous. It's weird because people say when they're out of control, but he was in control, but it was still very, very dirty. It was bad. And I think but, the second one was, was harsh. Yeah. I mean, I say harsh. It, it was definitely still a, another booking, but... Ref probably um, saw it at half-time. Let's again, I don't, I don't think he means to do what he does, but he, again, he is reckless. Yeah. So. Yeah, but the actual goal in the end come from this... Uh, this tactic they did on the corners, Tarkowski was blocking off, it looked like three of the Everton defenders, and then Jeff Hendricks coming around the back post, and they actually did it in the first half as well, but he missed. And they did it in the second half again, obviously got the winner. Um, so, attempting that two or three times and not picking up on it from Everton's point of view is quite bad. Did, did you know that Everton have lost five of their last six Premier League games? I'm worried for Silva. I've, I'm, 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 I'm joining Howie and saying that he's I'm not worried. I'm literally like counting down the days. Yeah. Fraudiola. <laughs> he will be gone. Yeah. I was half expecting him to be gone on the Monday. I really was. Uh, but what what's happened to Sigurdsson? Gilfie Sigurdsson seems to have fallen off. He was there like talisman for so long and you don't hear anything about him at all anymore. I'm not. I think, I don't know. I don't really, I've never been a massive fan of him myself. He gets he's like, he's, a, he's a, film, a fantasy player though, isn't he? Represents yeah. the demise of the ten. We were speaking about this before. Like, yeah. and then that at the minute, all teams have dynamism in the middle, and that's like the complete opposite of his game. He's about craft, isn't he? And he's yeah. just and plus, age and legs. You just can't do that anymore. I think a lot of his game is kind of masked by the fact he scores a very good goal every so often. He's a bit of a free kick merchant as well, or he can be. Uh, okay, well we'll move on to Liverpool one. Sorry, Liverpool two, Leicester one. It's got to be a dive in it. I know when I, I was fuming. It's, it's, it's like there's like two phases of play during Mane going down. Yeah, it's definitely a dive. I was fuming. It's a weird one though, isn't it? Because if you look at it, he stands on his foot. Now I'm not now the way he's gone down hasn't. He, he's not. It's not natural at all. Like mm. he has thrown himself to the floor, but he also stood on his foot. So, like, is it is it a foul if someone stands on your foot and doesn't get the ball? Um, the thing is, I would agree if Mane reacted to the contact, but he doesn't. No, no, no. And that's, I think that's half the, the thing. I think he, he kind of feels the contact and then it's like, hmm, I've been touched well, here. Yeah, well, I'm going what, down. Yeah, what, what's happened is he feels the contact and he looks up, see that um, Johnny Evans is about to swipe it away and he's not going to get it. So he throws himself to the floor. Yeah. But we've got to remember it is a contact sport. Now, I'm not saying yeah. that kicking each other in, in the area and people if, if people don't go down, it's not a penalty, but yeah not for me I think there's two phases he gets kicked and then 
chooses to go down when he's going to lose the ball. I don't think it's a penalty. I, I, I think, and it is definitely a dive. Yeah. But at the same time, it's. I don't feel sorry for the ref though because I think he makes a really bad decision and the VAR also backs up his bad decision. But at the same time, letter of the law, he's trod on his foot and he hasn't touched the ball. Mm. Now, if it had gone down naturally at that point, would you have said it's a foul? That's yes. query I have. Yes. But the fact is that Mane... He doesn't, yeah. Yeah, he, he simply doesn't. It's, he, it's not enough because it's a planted foot anyway, so it's not really enough to take him down in, like in that fashion. But but you're right if he if he goes down at that point, but it's because he goes down at a second point. It's a bit like it's it's it could have been twenty seconds later for all I care. It's still from a second, it's a different phase of what's going on. It was a shame though because Manny before that he was like unplayable, absolutely unplayable. So good it's for his goal as well. Fifty goals in a hundred games. It's not a bad record, is it? In Premier League, it's mental, absolutely mental. Yeah, I thought um, Trent Alexander-Arnold was lucky to stay on the pitch as well, which wasn't also reviewed by VAR. I was kind yeah. to Liverpool on the day overall. But... <laughs> but I think at the same time, Chowdhury was also lucky to stay on the pitch. So, so did, uh, no, I think Klopp was deflecting this. He was deflecting no. from the, the penalty dive incident anyway in his interview, but he was calling that for a red card. I don't know. I think he's, you see them professional fouls all the time. He's completely out of control. He's flown in there. And I don't necessarily agree with Klopp all the time. I think he's a bit of a, of a mouth merchant. But I don't know. I, I'm I not sure I, that's a red for me. I, I think yellow definitely. It's 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 bad. I mean, if if you injure a player to the point where he has to go off because he's injured, and you've pretty much it's it's reckless. There's no. I don't. I, I understand. There's the whole. You know, oh, there's this passion. You go around the, the pitch. You've you've got to close down and leave one on someone. But that was just ridiculous. So it's just, if you do something to intentionally hurt a player, then it's a red card. Mm. And I'm not think... sticking up for Liverpool here because I'm not a big Liverpool fan at all. But I just think that it was a bit. It was a mixed bag. The ref had a terrible game for both. Yeah, I think I think they all had a bad game all round. I'm just not sure that the Chowdhury. It's 100% yellow. I'm not faulting that, but I just, I don't know. You see these professional fouls where teams are going through on goal or, well, uh, on the counter or something, and you could be swiped out. And I understand, like you say, out of control, but he knows what he's doing. So I think both of them I don't should know. go. I think both of them should have gone, realistically. If, I mean, if you're going to say the Alexander Arnold ones are red, then the Chowdhury ones are red. The Alexander Arnold one, there's a stamp. He literally goes down the back of his calf. Whereas Chowdhury takes his legs out and his ankle <laughs> but it's that that's just the nature of the professional foul p- p- teams do it all the time we've got to remember again it is that that's I think we've got to be careful of how soft it starts to become otherwise because it's a foul for everything and red cards for everything very soon yeah but I also think we've got to be careful where the line is of leaving on someone leaving one on one on someone because that's to me like if you're not going to get the ball, if you have literally no chance of getting the ball when you just absolutely clean someone out, then where where is it a yellow and where is it a red? Uh, is that's it a red? Thing. Is it a, is it a red because you've injured someone? Is it a yellow because that person's not injured? Because what if he does injure him? If he breaks his leg into, then it, it, it just just because he hasn't succeeded in what he was trying to do doesn't mean to say yeah. that. I suppose players can get injured from any sort of challenge. Of course, yeah, no, and I don't think necessarily. I'm not saying necessarily that injury should uh, should 
depict judge it. judge the card, but yeah. at the same time, it's a challenge. He's out of control. He, and and Chowdhury's kind of getting a small reputation for this, I'd say. Yeah. The amount of times I've watched him, and every time he has like a head loss moment in a game. Yeah, I watched him in England twenty ones not long after Wan Bissaka signed for United, when he had that absolute terrible game. Yeah, and Chowdhury in that, I think he got sent off in that as well. Didn't yeah, he? head loss, complete yeah. head loss. Uh, yeah, which is a shame because he's a good player. He is. He is a good player. It's just I think he's he has these, just these <laughs> weird moments where he just doesn't seem to know where he is. Yeah. Well, okay, well, we'll move on to the absolute drubbing that Norwich got from Villa. They finished five one to Villa. Howie, how good was McGinn? He was good, but he wasn't the best player on the pitch. So, um, yeah, Norwich feel like great. It's a good, well, it wasn't a good game. Norwich were terrible. I can't explain how bad Norwich were. Like, oh, but yeah, two <laughs> two sides that ironically, well, not ironically, but coincidentally, went down together and came back up together. But I know this is a Norwich team. Like decimated by injuries, but they it's so different. So the first, just like six minutes in, first goal, obviously scored by Wesley. A cross comes in from the edge of this, comes in from out wide to like the edge of the six yard box, and and I kid you not, Wesley chests it down. He then walks between two players and tucks it home past um, McGovern, who I know is a third choice keeper, but you, you should have seen it. It, it, didn't it, look, it didn't look like real football. It looked like walking pace football. Yeah. 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 It was I literally insane. had that written down. I literally had um, video had so much time on the ball at all times throughout the whole game and could have played at walking pace. Yeah. For Norwich, one player had a had a okay game in Cantwell. Other than that, they were terrible. Yeah. But um, uh, they are depleted from injuries, though, aren't they? I think yeah. I think it's fair to say they are struggling at the moment. Or when you get your third choice keeper in, you you know you're struggling. I, I mean I don't know how it how it worked necessarily over the international break, but hopefully that that little break might have done them a, a little bit of good. Mm. You'd hope so. Douglas Louise, by the way, he seems to only score screamers. Oh, yeah, top corner, thirty yards out for the fifth oh. one. Yeah, uh, unbelievable. Shame about his hair, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. What? Best player on the pitch, though, Hurahan. Yeah, had an absolute blinder. He was superb. And the fourth goal, which he scored, uh, with his left, he was just outside the box. Great strike. I thought Grealish had a very good game as well. I think he's well, pushing. Yeah, I, I funny you say that. He was my man of the match. He uh, was pushing, I think, for uh, an England call, maybe. Oh, most definitely. There's people that are in this squad now where you think, how are you ahead of X? Like, there are players that are playing well above the the, the players that are in the squad. But we'll yeah. go on to that later. I don't want to go on to that too, too yeah. much now. No, that's fair. But enough. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but one thing I did note that um, I don't know if you know. Did you see that William and Kate were there? The Royals, yeah, Villa fans. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little lad, he loved it. Yeah. Did, did you uh, did you hear what Dean Smith had to say after the game? I did not. He said, well, he'll get them tickets for every game if they would carry on winning like that. Like, they couldn't get them like, without them. Like, they're only Royals. Like his... Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's his Dean job. Smith's got the sway <laughs> for the Royals. Mm. And uh, Oh, God, Queen's on oh, the phone yeah, again. I'll sort it out, love, don't you worry. Calls me every week about tickets. God, so and, and, and another notable <laughs> mention for uh, the Norwich Consolation. Where, uh, Dermot? Yeah, I mean... 
I just love the fact that 5-0 down, he scored a goal late on in the game. He's picked up the ball and run back to central circle like he actually oh, had yeah. a chance to get him back in the game. Yeah. Only five more. <laughs> I don't think they deserve it to be spoken about, in all honesty. They were that bad. They're so bad at the back. Yeah. And it's yeah. not... But I think... Yeah. Sorry, go on. No, it's, I, I appreciate their squads ravaged, but they were torrid. Like, gen, genuinely yeah. really bad. Like, embarrassingly bad. Yeah, well, hopefully, like Pete says, the international break will help them. And um, also, Pookie got a goal um, during the international break oh, as well. Heads up, he'll score this week because I've taken him out my dream team. <laughs> well, there you go. So, it's meant to be. He's got a goal for his international in, for his international team and Pete's taken him out of the dream team. So, Pookie goal's coming up this weekend. But we'll move on to Watford against Sheffield United. And uh, now, can we move on? Can um, we move on from it? <laughs> well, I'm going to make a ha- just ha- have a brief mention for... Um, Henderson, yeah, who I've spoken mm. about a couple yeah, of no, times, a got him in England call up as well. Yeah, uh, very much kept them and earned them the point away. To oh, Watford. and I think Andre Gray also and Sheffield United a point for missing the biggest sitter oh, the I've sitter. ever seen. Oh, yeah, forgot about oh. that. Yeah, it's pretty much under uh, the bar. Just, just, just literally, just I don't know, touch it with anything but your arm and it goes in. Don't try and kick it. Yeah. <laughs> But in addition to that, and kind of to be fair to Watford, um, as I said, Henderson's obviously kept and, and Sheffield United the point. They have had three clear-cut chances. Um, Welbeck had a one-on-one, which obviously was saved. Um, Dawson had a free header. I think pretty much the last header of the game, or last touch of the game, and that was saved. And then obviously the, the Andre Gray. I, don't, I, don't, I can't think of a worse word than sitter, but it really was. Oh, so there's bright signs now. I'm not sure if it's a good point for Sheffield. Or, or, or it might be a really good point. I'm not really sure because obviously we know their home form probably will will be the key to keeping them up. But any kind of points like yeah. this that can get away from home. I know it's against Watford, but they haven't they didn't lose, so that's a big plus for them. I think. Yeah, we'll move on to the West Ham Crystal Palace game, and they finished two one to Palace, which I was quite surprised. Is it, disrespect- yeah. is it disrespectful to call it the pensioner derby? <laughs> There's been two They're managers. Very old. <laughs> very very old you'd be surprised if that's not a record put the two ages together mm. um, the build up for the Haller goal by the way it was this was kind of clipped and I saw this all over social media as well um, one touch passing no, it's very nice. from West Ham nice. I was very shocked played the West Ham way <laughs> <laughs> what about the VAR decision that's right <laughs> yep I think that's the tightest VAR decision so far that I've seen this season based upon how tight the gap was. It was literally millimetres. But Palace doing well, by the yeah, way. Yeah, surprisingly so. Just going back to that. It's weird. I, I still don't rate them even though they're doing this well. Strange. Yeah, me, t- me, me too. Yeah. I mean, I, I had them low. Very low. I had them going down. And, um, I think yeah, they're yeah, surprising they're, people. Their keeper, I think, Guita, again. Guita. Brilliant. I mean, yeah. he's he he will win them points this year, but and but why was Van Arnholt their penalty taker? Is, are their strikers that bad? I don't, I don't know. Well, yes, they are. Jordan I know they... it's not like written in the law that a strike has to take a penalty, but you're left. I mean, he's not even that good, is he? I mean, it's surprising. I mean, I know he takes their free kicks, but to be fair, I'm I'm this guy. I've kind of flashed in some head I remember Ashley Cole I don't know yeah, if it was a left back left footer Ashley thing. Cole was a great penalty taker well class. I quite oh, like yeah, that of course. I might be in the small majority I don't mind him he's a bit minority, but I think he's quite 
He's very good at going forward. He's very yeah. terrible. He's terrible defensively. defensively. Yeah, I quite like him. Um, okay, we'll move on to your boys. Arsenal won, Bournemouth no. nil. Pete, you went to the game. Was no. it a good game? <laughs> terrible. <laughs> it, was it? It was absolutely terrible. Uh, I think to the point where I came away from a 1-0 win at home thinking, hmm, kind of felt like I'd lost. It literally, I felt gutted. I don't think I've ever felt gutted coming away from a win at home. To be fair, it was a game of two oh, halves. Yeah. So you were very good in the we're first good half. Good in the first half, but and David Luiz's first yeah, goal, very good header. Should have had a penalty as well. It looks very happy. See, I'm fifty-fifty on this. I mean, I don't know how anyone can be fifty-fifty. Does he get the ball? No. To take the player, yes, hundred percent. See, I can understand why people say that it's a penalty because the arm comes out. It wasn't out. the arm, it was the leg and he literally took his but legs he... away from him. But Rico does get the ball. He went through the player. <laughs> but it's, if he's getting the ball, oh, okay. it's, so it you can go matter. through the player to get the ball. But he's not, he's stepped and Gone through the player. Pepe's tried to jump over him and then he's put his arm around him. That's the bit where I'm saying the arm, I can understand. It... But I think just because he gets the ball and there's, it's like the afters because Pepe's what I not going to get the ball straight away to score. What I found very interesting was that uh, Anthony Taylor was the, uh, the the guy doing VAR that day and he actually said to the ref it was a penalty. But the referee... Yeah, the referee didn't, didn't want to override his decision or no. something. Exactly. Crazy. Which, What's the point? What, what is, is the point? What is the point? <laughs> uh, yeah. But I thought it was a very good game for David Louise. Who's been, in, who's been in yeah. Rwanda this week. Yep, lovely. Lovely stuff. What's he, what's he oh, doing? Yeah. He's a sponsor. Been playing with gorillas. Oh, yes, Lovely course. guy, though. I think I think you saw the, after his goal, the big pile-up. I think you can see he's a popular man in the dressing room. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. yeah. As much as his... He's got that personality. Yeah, I think he? his performances to start with were a little bit shaky, but I think I actually think he was quite good. His passing was brilliant. Yeah, I agree. Um, I thought he was good. I thought he had a good game. I think... As well, Bournemouth kind of grew in. Well, I'm not sure if they grew into it or we turned grew off. out of it yeah. because they were terrible first half. Bournemouth, absolutely terrible. Solanke, how he's a professional footballer, I ain't got a clue. You can see why I didn't make it. Well, and but <laughs> I mean, Wilson club. was very good. I must admit, second half mm-hmm. Wilson was very. And I think the only reason he didn't score is because equally Chambers, I think, was a, had a very good game for Arsenal. Yeah, um, probably performer of the season. Well, hidden performer of the season, Chambers. You'd argue. Yeah, he's going under the radar, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's doing all right. I still think we miss yeah. a proper fullback, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, you've got it's that, that appreciation come, that he's not that though. He'll never be that. He'll never be that. No, I the, think the he's, modern fullback. He's slotting in nicely, which I think's pretty important. But he's doing his job. He's doing his job very one well. One thing again, though, no Urzil. Who turned 31 the other day. I didn't realise he was that old. Was it yesterday? <laughs> yesterday. Um, yeah. One of the five captains, but doesn't get in the squad. Apparently, he's just not good enough to get in the squad. Okay. Yeah. Very odd. And not true. No. No. Not, <laughs> especially this kind of game as well. You think at home. <sighs> it's frustrating. Yeah. Egos aside, you even need to have him as an option on the bench. Even if he, if he doesn't make your start at 11. That's fair. But... You can't just you can't just not have him and not sell him. You sell him or you use him for what he can do, and that is um, exploit tired defences at the end of games. 
And my conf- I, I'm very confused with what Emery is trying to do. And I know I go on about this all the time, but I mean, I, I was listening to a, an interview with Pellegrini today and he said that he, he very rarely sets his team up to, to counter the opposite team. He'll set his team up to play to their strengths. And I think, whereas I, I disagree, you can do that all the time. I think in, a, in the majority of the games, Arsenal should be favourite on paper. And I don't think we play yeah. like we are. I think we kind of we cater too much to the opposition. Like we we sunk back and let that those came like the whole ball to come onto us. It was just crazy. It was really strange as well because in the first half, I think that's the first time I really remember under Emery, you winning the ball back so quickly, like really putting them under pressure, winning the ball back. Like it was lifting the crowd and everything. And- and then the second half, it just completely changed. And Bournemouth obviously come into the game and threaten the Arsenal goal and stuff. And it just, you seem to sort of, like you say, you, you kind of transition to, OK, we've got this goal. Let's now try and nullify what they're trying to do. Yeah. But, I mean, it's worked it's, ultimately, but it's You get a second risky. goal in that first half, I think you kill the game exactly. completely. Your, your offence needs to remain your defence, doesn't it? Yeah. It, it's just, it's, it's, quote it's really crazy. <laughs> that a team so bad at defending tries to just sit back and defend a one-goal lead. Yeah. Yeah. But to be fair, it grinded it out. Three points then, nonetheless. So An important three points as well. Good for you guys. I think with, uh, yeah, Bournemouth for a good with team. other teams uh, dropping this weekend. I think it was a big big three points. Yeah. But Bournemouth will We're take, talking of take other points. Teams, people too. Yeah. They will, they will yeah, take definitely. points. Especially teams. at home. Yeah. We're talking of teams dropping points. Yeah, the, sh- the surprise. I would of the say, weekend, yeah, shock of the weekend, especially given that City have made the the FA had a bit of a fortress, and the the win was paramount, wasn't it? Given Liverpool's result or win at the win before. I uh, I gasped yep. like a little girl when I saw the score. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I came out of the Emirates. You just stop watching little girls out, when they're gasping, mm, Pete. I came out of the Emirates and they they read out the score as we were leaving. I was like, <gasps> oh. Mental. Yeah. Sure, what made mental. me gasp? Control Ray's legs. The man is a human <laughs> horse. It is insane. <laughs> the guy is just for a guy that that's been that quick and be that built. It's, he's a monster. It was impressive. So that's actually, the only way you can describe him. Impressive. He actually finished his dinner this this week as well. Well, he was class. He was class. Yeah. Not just in his finish. Well, so yeah, his second finish was really nice, but. He was genuinely brilliant all game, not just for his finishing. He was really good. Yeah, that that was the player that I remember seeing for the under eighteens for yeah, Barcelona. Barca. Yeah, but, very much so. Yeah. The one that actually looked like he could take, he can make decisions and and do something positive. But I think, to be honest, I know we're bigging up um, Troy Ray here, but I, I still think the best player on the pitch by an absolute landmark was Jimenez. Jimenez yeah. was unreal. Great. I take him. United I think he in an could instant. play for a, for a very big side. Yeah, I take him at United in an instant. He's so powerful. He's so quick. He's got such quick feet, which obviously he's demonstrated. Do, uh, do you know what? Like, there must. I'm surprised someone hasn't even tried. Well, they, you know, they might because you think of the marketing power. Roger, like, is that, is that for yeah. Play? yeah, but I mean, he did, yeah, but he wasn't, wasn't playing. playing for him, was he? <laughs> no, I think. Yeah, I mean, you, was it a flat? Yeah. He was on. Not he was on at Lefty on loan from Benfica. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but even at Benfica, he wasn't getting the game. I think he. I, I do think he's got. A, I know this, this is. I don't want to sound harsh to Wolves, but I think he does have a big move in him if he wants it. 
I think he'd, do you know where I yeah, think he'd be great? Somewhere like Chelsea. Well, yeah. they can't afford to get rid of him because Catrone is terrible. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And to be fair, he will cost a lot of money, I think, him and his. Yeah, that's the thing. Definitely. They don't need to sell. Full stop. Yeah. Strange from City, though, because they just didn't really... I think they made the same mistake about four or five times in the first half, and they were lucky it wasn't more. Because... They missed the Bruyne. Interesting yeah. um, stat for you. The Wolves game got more online streams in Portugal than any of the other big three teams in Portugal. That's just for, that's just for Bernardo Silva. <laughs> oh, he is. Oh, yeah. But, I mean... Absolute ball. So good. I find it stra- like how funny it is when a team actually go to the Etihad when City have no centre backs and try to play like try to actually score. It's funny. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, Watford decided completely against that the other week, but Wolves come to a game plan and like another, it often is. Yeah, another SPC Osanto masterclass. He's great against the big boys. Terrible Wins against, against the- City, Chelsea, Arsenal, and United. And uh, um, well, wasn't it? It was his change that created the goals he sent uh, Adama Troyore up yeah. front to join Jimenez by taking off I think it was Doherty was one of the full I backs. it's the first time um, they've lost at home to nil as well City under Pep let's uh, just have it right though City were, were dominant and if for those who didn't see the game City were on top it was all City the whole it? game yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Patricio done very well. That's not to say Wolves didn't put in a good performance because they did. No, I was gonna say. However, I came out. Obviously, I saw the stats and thought, oh, they've they've done a, a snatch and run here. However, watching the highlights back, the majority of the big chances fell to Wolves. Um, I thought Patricio made a very good save, though. He was good. Um, he had a good game, Patricio. Best, yeah, he was. Yeah, I was gonna say, is he the best keeper outside the top six? Yeah, for me, he is. We've had this conversation before. I, yeah, I, I think so. I think he's better. I think he's I know better you, you guys push for Guaita. I think Guaita is definitely up there. I think Patricio is better yeah. than some of the top six Guaita. keepers. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay, well, we'll move on. Bit of a, a bigger result, though, in this game. Chelsea beat Southampton 4-1 at Southampton. Um, Chelsea going under the radar. Quite coming quite... Along yeah, nicely, performed well. And they are, do look, they're genuinely improving week on week, which is very annoying. Um, They'll be a form side. They will be a form side. 100%. As good as Chelsea were, Southampton were equally <coughs> as poor. They gave the ball away ridiculously amount. But Jorginho has been the one that I've started to pick up on. That he started to play the ball forward a lot more. He gets involved a lot more. And he seems to be having like a leadership side of him as well, where he's kind of conducting play, which I don't think he obviously had Beforehand, I think it helps that he's got. He looks a lot better on the. He's got runners in front of him. Still, one of those runners being Kante, by the way. Yeah, but still, still get far forward. He's not. He's not a a bog standard defensive midfielder. He wasn't at Leicester, was he? I mean, Drinkwater was the deeper of the two there. Yeah, it's just the fact that he's not expected constantly to be, like a, a number eight sort of thing that's constantly getting in the box. I think he's more. He 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 still sits deep, but he has. So much energy that he can literally play every position. Yeah, and you don't worry, do you? You could be, you could be by the opposition's corner flag, and you wouldn't be concerned that he's going to be back in two minutes' time and be first there. He'll beat the centre backs back to the back to the box. Yeah, <laughs> the guy's he runs on bloody Duracell. The thing is, we say these things. 
he generally that's generally what yeah, happens. He's, he's he is a freak, and you don't say yeah. that much, but he he genuinely is. For like the physicality and the fitness of the Premier League, he has still got what ten percent on everyone. Yeah, I agree. He's by far one of the he's by far the best in the world at his job. Let alone his arguments for the, yeah. the centre midfielder role overall, but mm. he's just absolutely class. But a good win for Chelsea. Uh, as I said, sneaking along nicely. Lampard's got him in good form at the moment. A few youngsters with with goals along the way as well, which is brilliant. Also brilliant for England. But um, yeah, Southampton not very good. But we'll move on to the one that I'm going to let you guys discuss. Newcastle won, Man United nil. Wow. I, told, I told you so. Told you so. Um, a game which lacked any quality, but was still quite a good watch. That's very Weird. harsh on Longstaff. Unless you're a United fan, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there was much quality in the game, but it was a good watch, nevertheless. The <coughs> good finish. I shall, I, I'm, I'm sorry I'm going on about this, but I called this. I said that Newcastle were going to pull something out of the bag. A team cannot play that bad one week, get slated that much, and then have a massive club in England turn up at their home ground and not actually try well, I think the thing is, right, is that the the tie is one United should definitely have won. But I just don't think it's any surprise for any of their fans that they didn't, and that just shows you what United, where United are at the moment. It could have been also different as well. I think if Maguire, if he takes that chance, yeah. I mean, I actually I'm not going to skip ahead. No, no spoilers here because it's not him now. I actually had him down previously as my proud of the back because I think that that miss was so important. Not just to United this game, but... It's a bit harsh. No, no I think it's not just harsh to... <laughs> I think he's been one of our yeah, better players. that miss, I think, is so important. Not just to your game, like not just to this game, but also to your season. Because if you win that, you go in, you start maybe like putting something together again. But hmm. I know what you mean. Loss. The difference for me was St. Maximum's just first half. Well, I mean, don't be wrong. He was good. All, he was good all game, but he was blistering from the first minute. He was always going to do it, though, weren't he? He's definitely a cameras player. Oh, I enjoyed it very much. I thought I like him. I think he's a good player, but I think he he's a good he's, player when the cameras are there and he can show off to everyone else. He's Yannick Balassi. Mm. Tell you who else had a good a game. This bright side for United. Two and Zabi. Yeah, yeah. It's probably our better player, our best. Player I think him and then McTominay. Not hard. Could say that they they put in. An admirable performance. As for others, Pereira, jeez. Oh my. I, I actually used to like him, but he is not at the level required. Uh, well, let's just quickly go through the team. So De Gea, obviously, he's, he's got his faults at the minute, but he's, he's not been awful. Dallow's young, he's got things going on. Two and Zabi, I'll agree. Um, he does probably our shining light, but although, as I said, not hard. Maguire, I think it's been a little bit harsh. I understand that he should score the header and I definitely agree but there's a chance just before for Newcastle where I can't remember who it was but they were one-on-one and he gets right back in and he stops that shot. Yeah, but that's not that's not me saying that he's played badly. That's just me saying that that's a big miss and that's a, a big miss I think maybe for the second time in a row now because I think he, he missed one massively at West Ham as well. Yeah. Uh, McTominay, I thought he played yeah, well. I, I, I mean, he's squad player level, in my opinion. But I there you. we go. Fred, I'm I'm not even going to get started in Fred because you know my opinion for Fred. Fred. Pereira, not good enough. Juan Mata doesn't suit the system. Is old and slow. Uh, Dan James, yeah, okay, he started off very well, but 
can you really trust someone like Dan James to consistently carry a club like Man United with the goals he's scoring? Definitely not. Rashford out of form, and let's oh, be honest, he's really, really bad. Twenty-one-year-old. He's just not the type of player to carry. I feel a team. really bad for Rashford because I criticise him every week, and you do forget he's twenty-one, and you do forget that he's only as good as the service he's going to get. He is not a centre yeah. He's well worked Mark too. Yeah. Behind Rashford was Pereira, Mata, Dan James, Scott McTominay and Fred. Mm. But that is not a Man United team. I'm sorry, but that is not even a squad. Most of those players wouldn't have even got in a Fergie team as a third choice in some of the positions. They're just not good enough. There's no spark, no creativity. Um, as far as Oli... Uh, the subs were questionable. I think he got... I still think yeah, definitely. a Fergie team wins that though. No, even if it's this team yeah. under Fergie, I still think they win it. Because that was a, it's a very special manager. That, that it's the same with managers like Wenger, like the big boys from back in the day. I, I, I definitely agree with that. However, for this day and age, they're not good enough. As simple as that. But I think for Oli's sake, how he's right, some of the substitutions were definitely questionable. Uh, I definitely don't think he's a long-term plan anyway. I do hope he stays, and I think he will stay for his contract at least. Um, and then eventually, I think a bigger name will come I in. Don't know who it'll be. I can saw Allegri's agreed a deal. Yeah, I've seen the link. Six and a half million, and he's bringing in. Yeah, Tuto Sport. <laughs> Ray Chan yeah. and someone else. Yeah. See what I mean? I don't think so, he's going to be there by. If, if it carries on like this, I don't think he's going to be there uh, by Christmas. Solskjaer. Mm. See, see, I do. I just think. I just think we've needed to reinstate some of our club values for a very long time uh, as a result of managers coming in and out, doing poor business under a poor club structure with a business a businessman in Edward Wood in place who's in charge of recruitment ridiculously, um, which has been awful. Terrible owners plus all the rest. And I just think January is definitely going to be very, very important for us. Um, if we want to reach the top six, let alone top four, um, We've got to do some big business in January. I do believe in Oli. I think he's the man to reinstate some of them values. As I said, um, it will take time. We've done something. We've done some better business this window. Obviously, Maguire, uh, Wambasaka, and Dan James coming in. Um, and some of the dead will have started to go. A few youngsters are coming too, and they look okay. Uh, but a few creative, a few creative additions and a striker in January, I think, could start to change results and hopefully we'll start to see them improve. How long's the hair out? Um, do we know? But do, uh, He's definitely uh, out of Yeah, so is Pogba. I mean, uh, one thing I think, I know obviously United are what they are, but I think we need to definitely have a moment for the Longstaff brothers because it's a lovely, it's lovely, oh, isn't it? The finish. Yeah, I mean, the first, the, his first effort. So good. The, his effort in the first half was lovely. I wanted that to go in. The second one, was a great goal, and do you know what? It reminded me of so many goals that have been scored against Arsenal away from home in the last two or three years. Like a cleverly goal, I think we we can see that. What <laughs> so many of those goals, and it was just nice to see one yeah. against a team that wasn't us. It was poor it was, from De Gea. It annoys me that this hasn't been spoken about more. It was bad keeping. Do you think? I I don't know. Well, yeah, it's quite central. Yeah. To be fair. And the head hair is off his I understand line, why it hasn't because he, so he should get that because he's close. It's a great gas, story, and for the Newcastle fans, it's something to get very excited about. Although I would caution them to like temper their expectations until they get but, rid of Ashley and Bruce. But if it was anyone else, that De Gea would have been called on that hands down. 
I uh, see. I think I don't know. The hair gets called out quite a lot. I no, think but I think in this occasion, if it was, if it was, I don't know, anyone else. Oh, so if it Fabian wasn't Longstaff Brothers, scoring, the conversation would be, "How yeah, has that okay, gone in?" I agree with that. Not wow, what a memorable moment for a seventeen-year-old Geordie. But I understand yeah. why that is the focus. So cleanly hit, though. By the way, oh no, it was it amazing. It was great moved. to watch it. Uh, generally, like Such you say, a it's finish. a game. Didn't really have the quality you want from a Premier League game, but nice to watch and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. I'll always remember that goal now. And you don't say that about many goals. Yeah. No. Another set of brothers. Can you think of any more brothers that have been in the Premier League? I can think of obviously the Neville and the Raphael, um, Raphael and Fabio de Silva. Can you think of any more that play for the same club? Um, oh, the to think of. They had a period together. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, still baffles yeah. me how Jordan is in the Premier League and Andre is slumming it. We had Swansea. We had two of the three Willocks at one point, but I don't think they played. Yeah, we had the yeah, other. we had Joe and Chris. Matt was at United, right? Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Matt, he's not there anymore. He's gone now, I think. Um. But yeah, I can't think of any others other than that. Oh, there Got is definitely two. There is definitely. Oh, I just can't remember. Oh, it's going to really annoy me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, oh, the the young brothers. What Luke and Sim? Yes. Oh, I yes. Oh. And I'm pretty sure they had the same time at Newcastle as well. Yeah. Right. So it's time for five stars. Then we're going to give you our five-a-side team from the performances over the weekend in the Premier League. So, uh, what formations are we gone for this time? Is probably the first thing to ask. I'm a solid one, 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 two, one man. Always have been. So what? Yeah, yeah, always. So you one, if you're playing one, five aside, you know you always you're always doing a one. one I don't know. One. I went for yeah. a false nine on the first week. Yeah, and yeah I agreed Kevin with De Bruyne it. was a false nine a couple of weeks. To be fair, though, that was outrageous though because <laughs> that's just that. Was, <laughs> all I'm saying is, would you have Kevin De Bruyne up front for your five aside team? Depends who's there. Exactly. Yeah. You would. You Depends who the opposition is. I'd have him down power league at five aside. Put him up be, front. To be fair, you could probably have some centre backs down five aside at the power league that we play at, and there'd be a better striker than the ones that are down there. <laughs> oh, e- <laughs> <laughs> easy. Goalkeepers then. Pete, what cool. you got? Talk to me. Rui Patricio. Interesting. So I had Patricio and I took him out. So did I. In. So did I. Because he was just, he was very good. Yeah. And I, I would have, yeah. I, I agree. I thought Patricio had some big saves as well. But I think no, it's, me. The, the reason I went Patricio was more, not necessarily the, the amount of saves he had to make, but the ones that he made won them the game. Yeah, they were big. See, that's the exact reason that I've given for Henderson. Not necessarily won them the game, but I think that Patricio... Uh, won them a point. Yeah, well, now Henderson more wins them a point, whereas Patricio has just kept... Wolves in the game, I no, suppose. No, 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 no. Where Wolves go and win anyway. I would say no, because I, I, I think that City win that game if Patricia doesn't make that save because they would have scored first and Wolves ain't coming back from that. Yeah, yeah. I just think mm-hmm. Henderson has single-handedly on his own side to the rest of the team won on that point. Whereas I think there's other players that are in the Wolves team that have won, got them to win, <laughs> i.e. Jimenez and obviously Adama Traore. What about the defender then? If we've all gone for one at the back. <laughs> I've mm. gone for Dunk. Oh, me too. For his absolute oh. manhandling. I've done on Harry Kane. For Dunk. I went he... for David Louise. 
Mm. Also, arguable. I can understand it. Dunk was quality. He was. I, I'm not a mass like. I, I think Lewis Dunk is overhyped, but he was incredible against Spurs. That's one. Honestly, one of the best performances I've seen. I don't want to go too OTT, but yeah, it was really impressive. Like he's just so solid, so solid at everything, yep. and yep. you don't often see that. Like I think what Pete says, David Luiz there is an example. Is like uh, terrific on the ball, better than Dunk on the ball. But you always have that concern. Whereas you watch Dunk marshalling in the back, I didn't ever think anyone was going to get past him. No, he absolutely took Harry Kane out of that game. Completely. I thought I, I wouldn't have had him, but the fact that I think he's, he's probably it's his best game for Arsenal, and I thought he scored the winner. Uh, his some of his passing was brilliant and kept a clean sheet. So I mean, for me, you can't I thought ask he was more brilliant. than that. Exactly, no, you can't no. ask for more than that. <coughs> Central midfield. You got TC. I've got Longstaff, Matty. That is obviously um, not that his opposition was the best opposition in centre midfield, as you already know. Yeah, but he deserves to be in there. But he has to be in there. I haven't got him in At there. At that age, oh, you're going to hell. Him. I haven't got him in there. I've got Huran and Longstaff. <sighs> See, you've always got a Villa player in there, or at least in my team you have. But this time it's Grealish. Oh. Oh, see, I, I thought Grealish he was terrific. Off. I thought he was so good. Better than McGinn, and that's saying something. Yeah. By the way, just speaking to touch on McGinn, so you got a hat trick for Scotland. No, not speaking Scot- about. Yeah. Speaking about it in the wrong part. I know. I'm going to, but it just we'll talk about <laughs> it later on. I'm but. not surprised. It'll be top six. By the end yeah. Of the year. Can, can I say I watched that game? Funniest game I've ever watched, ever. Period. I mean, Scotland are crap and he's got a hat in. I mean, that's, that's, Dan, worth, that's worth five. San Marino were terrible. Furthermore, at the second half, it was so wet, you could not dribble. <laughs> the ball got stuck in so many places. It was absolutely hilarious. That's what she, that's what she said. <laughs> uh, so, have you guys gone for a second centre midfielder then? Yeah. I've sort of. I've got, a, I've got a wide attacking midfielder. Is he a Dharma Traore? He is. Yeah, so he's for mine as well. <laughs> well, we've gone three, three out of four. Yeah. See, it's uh, harsh on Hurahan, I think. Hurahan and Longstaff. Hurahan was very, very good. Much yeah. better than Longstaff. Yeah. He and was. up top? I think this will be a clean sweep, surely. Jimenez. Jimenez. Connolly. Oh, he's a, a midfielder. A brace. Oh, he, oh, he can go for a false nine. Here we go. It was a new he, one. He, while he didn't play in midfield, he, he played, played on top. the left. And he was a brace on his Premier League debut. And that second goal against Tottenham. Easy pick. Harsh. Yeah. All I'm saying is I got absolutely slated for picking a midfielder up front. <coughs> where inside he forward. was up top. He was up top. Inside forward. Where he was your liter- literally leading the line. He wasn't. He Neil was. Malpe was. Don't uh, get Neil Malpe. See, I thought there were a two. Ne- and Malpe was very good too. And they did play as a two. Yeah. No, not for me. Because they put Moy and Thingy wide. And that's what won in the game, Almer. It was how good they were out on the flanks. So, but, okay. It's all right. We have I lots think, of... I think Jimenez of... was unplayable. It lots was of... uh, Moy and Gross played wide. Lots of reasons why we, we bend the rules for Howie. It's fine. Well, here we go. It's bitter. Moy and Gross were played out wide. Bitter. You've got a chance Connelly to come back on the boot bag later. Yeah. I was going to say, I thought Connolly was up top. That's why I gave the Robbie Keane reference. And he was bloody brilliant. So, 
If you want to read yours out, Pete, then have you got who's your five, just to remind us? Patricio, Louise, Longstaff, Hurahan, and Jimenez. And what about you, Howie? The money spent on that is outrageous. I mean, this is Henderson, Dunk, Grealish, Traore and Connolly. Spend a tenner and get change. <laughs> I've yeah. got Henderson, Dunk, Longstaff, as in Matty, Adama Traore and Jimenez at the top. I do agree. I feel like I look at my team and I think that wouldn't win many five-side games. No. no. It's re- relegation form. I'd be worried. <laughs> we'll um, put these up on the Twitter, right? Yeah, they'll be up on the Twitter. And if you want to get in contact and let us know what your five-star teams are, from the Premier League action um, last weekend. Do get in contact. The Twitter is at the three at the back and G- uh, email, Gmail is the three at the back at gmail.com. It's time for the Pratt at the back. What a Pratt! What a Pratt! So this is the section then when we are individually going to name our Pratt at the back and we are going to decide between the three of us who we think should be inducted to the very illustrious group which is the Prats at the back <laughs> um, mine I kind of did mine before the international break so I know there's probably going to be some Bulgarian mentions um, <coughs> have any of you got any Bulgarian mentions I mean I have the whole of Bulgaria <laughs> <laughs> all of Bulgaria there we go <laughs> why Pete talk to me I mean, I don't really think I should go into it right now because I feel like I'll touch base more than once. But they're racist bastards. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. Um, well, I, as I said, did it before the international break and I've actually got two. Uh, they can go in together. Colleen Rooney and Rebecca Vardy. Oh, oh. that was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. That, that made th- me very happy. What is exactly. that? I don't think we can call them a prat for being... Uh... There's only one Pratt there, brilliant. Anyway, and that's, that's the Vards. Rebecca What's Vardy. What's she doing? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. don't know. So for the listeners, that if, I, I, if, you, um, if you haven't seen this, you must be living under a rock. But Colleen Rooney found out and figured out that people were selling her stories that she was putting on Instagram to various different newspapers. And so what she did is she blocked everyone and then unblocked one person at a time and then found out if they leaked into the press. She then found out that it was, by the way, PR'd up this is, and um, definitely sort of lawyered up. Rebecca Vardy's account was the one that they believe has been sharing these stories to the press. And so obviously Rebecca Vardy's come out and said, no, there's those people that get hold of my account. She's been caught out and she knows it. You have to read it. It's the grammar. The grammar in the statement just mic drop. I do think, though, that it is worth saying that a lot of celebrities do get people to run their accounts. So you just Rebecca imagine. Bardi, she's not a celebrity. Yeah, but she, she's been on TV. She will have someone running her account. What was she on, like the farm? She was not, I'm a celeb. <laughs> Bollocks. Anything really? for a tenner. Yeah, she oh, was. I hate Ant and Dec. I'm not watching that. Oh, I don't think I can be friends with you if you hate Ant and Dec. Oh, Ant and Dec. Oh, God. We should tell this is a bit episode of Room 101 because they'd be in there. That's really harsh. <laughs> and and, it, and I mean, Deck. You like so... Rita Aurora and Fern Cotton, <laughs> but not Ant and Deck. You're a terrible human. For very different reasons. You're a terrible <laughs> human. <laughs> well, who's your Pratt at the back then, Howie? My Pratt, my Pratt at the back is a, is a little slug from Luton. Do you know who it is? No. Slardy? No, Slugger. 
have you not seen this? So obviously no. they played against they played against Derby, right? And bear in mind they've had a game before. I think it's Borough, and he's letting an absolute howler. Not only oh, has he done is that, the keeper, but now yeah, he's gone to Derby, and I kid you not, right? This fella has hit a cross from the right byline, and it's just gone like straight through his hands. And then even the second one, he's he's a, not a very good keeper. He's their record signing, and he has let in three howlers in two games. Oh God! <laughs> we'll put it up on the Twitter feed. The goal is unbelievable. Like I, I don't understand how he's done it. I like generally, he's baffling. Is it one yeah. of them ones where it's actually impressive? <laughs> we'll put it on the feed. It's so <laughs> it's crazy. Well, this week we've got three potential inductees that are equally as good as each other, but. I just don't think we can look past the whole of Bulgaria right now. I forgot the rune. Can I just add that Adam Howard should be on the pat of the back for not liking Ant and Deck. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't stand And them. for liking Rita Aurora. There's another one that will go to the newspaper over everything. Rita, God. if you are listening. If you are listening. Sign to my DMs. And you don't get out from anymore. underneath one of the many celebrities you seem to sleep with to stay relevant. And, and don't listen anymore. We don't want your yeah. subscription. I'm all in. You're banned. Don't worry, so is everyone else, Howard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Right, let's go over land and see. Great Roar is probably there, too. Right, so we've come across the land and sea then, and we're going to be talking to you today about the England games. So we'll start off with the Czech Republic result. Lost 2-1. Talk to me, chaps. Crap. Not Literally, good, I was thinking, so bad at the back. Calamitous. Really was, not good. Was it fair to say that they got a little bit complacent, maybe? I think it'll do them good. It's a bit of a wake-up wake call. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think... No, just, there was just no fluidity for either team. Everything was wrong. And I still don't understand why Trent Alexander-Arnold isn't playing. Uh, he loves Trippier, doesn't he? Yeah, but... Oh. Any questions about Southgate, do you think? I know it's only no, one result. There won't be. There won't be yet. I think how he handled himself later in the week says no questions about Southgate yet. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And obviously the, the reply in, in the result, the next result, which against Bulgaria was good anyway, was 6-0. I know I mean, Bulgaria not great, but it was a drubbing. But... Don't don't get me wrong, I don't think he's good enough to manage England, but he hasn't done sufficiently enough wrong to get to be got rid of yet. Oh yeah, definitely not, definitely not. But for, as you say, like if he continues to make decisions like Trippier over Trent Alexander-Arnold and things like that, and Danny Rose over Chilwell... What concerns me is that we are going to have, a, we are going to have a golden generation, and what concerns me is that he's going to be in charge of it. Who would you say instead, <sighs> though? Fuck knows. <laughs> Absolutely fuck knows. I, I, I don't know anyone Do you go out foreign? There. Do you go foreign? Do you go Monsieur Ving? Oh, that'd be lovely, wouldn't it? It would be lovely. However, I disagree with um, having foreign managers in charge of nations. See, I don't. I, I don't should, at all. I, I think disagree. The, the pattern should should run throughout. No, see, I don't because I don't think that you have to be from that nation. So, because like there are managers out there who, you know, uh, have adopted a country as such. 
Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Maybe not, maybe they have to. Have like Jorginho. Yeah. Well. But no, not even that. Like for instance, like perfect example there, Wenger. He was he worked here for how many years? That's and... it. That's what I mean. If you get like but... citizenship, almost. I always Hargreaves. I just think it's like the best man for the job at any point. I mean, Clinton Morrison. <laughs> You're just naming ha- players from different places that have lived in one place for a very long time, Howie. <laughs> Clinton, or- Clinton Morrison is Irish. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen to him. <laughs> you think everyone's Irish? I mean, uh, <laughs> on a serious note, Eddie Howe would be obviously be a shout. Yes, um, I agree with that. I think there's also players out there that might, you know, ex-players that might have a shout. Like but Ger- the same Gerard Lampard. Neville. People like that. I mean, I don't know. I, I just think that I don't think he is the best manager to guide this team to win anything. I think what he's done very well is he's got the nation behind the country, behind the national team again. Mm, better and record than Sven. Better record than Capello. I think though the World Cup run was very favourable. Like they didn't really, as soon as they played anyone of any decency, they lost. Yeah. Um, and I think even in like the uh, the <coughs> the Champions Cup or whatever it was, the international rubbish Nations League. thing, yeah, that thing. I think we, I, I don't think we looked amazing in that either. I don't think we looked bad, but I don't think we looked. I think the players we've got. I think really he's got the best out of the team. Mm. What's the best shape for the team? We've, I mean, we've been through this before. I mean, I think you have to go for four. You have to go four two three one against the Republic. They're checks. Yeah, and I, I think four three three because of the players that we that it gets in. I, I see the I see the the idea of having a, a, a not a number ten, but you know, someone that can bridge that gap. Eight sort of thing. Kind of. Yeah. I want to. I want to know why Michael Keane plays. I don't understand this. <laughs> That's what I want to know. I don't understand this. Where's John Stone? How long's John Stones out for? I'm not sure, but I think he's he's really out of form as well. But well, I actually playing. really like Tamori Joe. and yeah. and uh, I like and to be Davis. fair, I thought uh, we won't go into the second game just yet. But I thought when we do, Mings had a very good game as well. Um, yeah, Mings did have a good game. I thought too. I like. I don't know. I just think we've got so much talent coming through from all levels that if we don't have a manager that can handle that talent and get us playing because the thing is that talent will only get us so far I think there are some games where we need to actually go in with a tactical know-how and I don't think Southgate's very tactically fluid I think yeah. he has one one set way of playing and he's he's okay at it but he's not great mm-hmm. yeah okay well we'll go on to the Bulgaria game then so from a footballing aspect Good reply from England. Um, obviously, we'll come on to the rest of it in a second. But some of the football, we, I know Bulgaria aren't the best football inside in the world, but they weren't very good, were they? they? Yeah, they were pretty poor. But from a footballing aspect, we absolutely ripped them to pieces. They were every bit as bad as Norwich were against Villa. Yes, I'd agree with that. But a we were at walking pace. But we were at clinical, and yeah. we took advantage of that, which is good to see. I, I wouldn't say we were clinical. <laughs> I'd say we're far from clinical. Well, we've think... still scored six. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I still think we could have got easily double that. Yeah, Bulgaria really weren't great. They were terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, 
I think it was the tapping for the Sterling goal. Um, that was a brilliant play up to that one, and then the the, the build up to the goal where he t- Sterling takes a touch with his left foot and finishes his, into the bottom left corner. Like the build up play to that, Grant again talking about the opposition's level, but some of the football was really good to see. Yeah, I mean, and, and I referred to Rashford earlier as being Welbeck Mark too, and I think another kind of well, another example of this is that he plays a lot better for England than just for for United. In the minute, definitely, what a goal! Yeah, I mean, again, keeper has to do better. Yeah, there. definitely. <laughs> but definitely. It, it, it was good positive play. He looked confident for England, which yeah. is a bit, a bit different. Um, I still think he's better on the left. But... I, I said, I don't, I don't like him as number nine. And I've said before, even I prefer Martial as number nine. However, I think that. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think Rashford know. has to now. He has to say because he's got to look at. He's he's got to be realist. He's not a centre forward. He might want to be a centre forward, mm. but he's not. And and when you play for a team besides United, and if you want to stay playing for a team besides United, you have to command a position. You have to know where that player plays. Otherwise, you're, you're not you're not a United player. So he's got to narrow down that left wing spot and make it his own. Yeah. Otherwise, he'll quickly become a rot- someone that rotates in for a first teamer. And then when you get to twenty five, twenty six, they say goodbye. Exactly. So, From a United point though. of view, he he if if United go and buy a striker, he's going to drop down the pecking order, and he has an opportunity to to like you say, pin down that left hand side. And I do think he's effective out there. I really do. But even the right hand side, I, I prefer him out on either side rather than him up top. And like, as I said, a striker comes in or Martial hits some form, he will drop out of the team if he if he only wants to play up front. The thing is now, realistically, with all the formations, goals come from the wide areas. Your, your number nine isn't, and other than there's a few out there left, but realistically, they are more to create now than they are to finish. Yes, I'd say. I agree. And mm. I think they can't do that. No, can but I think, but I think anyone that can carry the ball tends to be moving wider. Like you look at the, like your Mane's, yeah, your Salas, people like that who can dribble, but equally, you know. That when they get a chance, they they have a, they'll have a pop sort of thing. I mean, isn't gone? I think gone are the days you have like a proper proper winger. Oh, because they all cut inside because fullbacks press so much. Oh yeah, and wingers I think are more, now more expected to to get your ten like fifteen odd goals a season maybe. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think he's better out there. I think we've got a lot of abundant of a massive abundance of uh, of wide players for the uh, for the national team as well. Yeah. I mean, watching options. The, Watching the under twenty ones last night, uh, Hudson Hudson was absolutely phenomenal last night. And I know how you're not a massive fan, but oh, he was a level above everything out there last night. I want to talk about the postman. I want to talk about the postman. We can talk about the postman. He's unreal. He, he he's a very good forward. He is a proper forward where he could play a two out of ten, but he'd get you four goals. Mm-hmm. I mean, what he got brace on the last game? Yeah, Leeds fans screaming out for him to start. I was going to say, I know you guys have well, us three know know him as a postman, but just want to refer to who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what the postman? Leeds his own. Uh... <laughs> Soon everyone will know the postman by his name because he's. I think I know. Like it's easy to perform at a lower level, but the guy is class, and he is. He'll he will bang in the prem. He will. Yeah. Eddie and Ketia, 
just, just, just to add Yeah, do you think he'll start for Arsenal <laughs> anytime soon, though? Not when you've got... Not when you've got... Bamiang and Lacazette? I mean, to be fair, though, I mean, you need a good wealth of forwards, don't you, really? Um, yeah, I agree with that. But, I mean... I don't think that... Yeah, yeah, I don't think that needs to be his journey either. I mean, you look at the amount of talented youngsters that went on big loans. First one that pops out is Lukaku to me. And then similarly, Tammy Abraham. Oh. If you can go on big loans, you can perform and then come back. He would do brilliant, well, not brilliantly at Everton, but he would do, <coughs> he would be, could do wonders for a team like Everton as well. Well, yeah, well, Harry Kane did it, didn't he, really? He went out and scored goals and then... Yeah. I think... I don't know. I think he's yeah. I do think he's got a future. It's just where it is at the moment, I guess. Edin Kerry is a better striker than Moise Ken, and I'm not having anyone tell me different. Hundred percent. Yeah, but Moise Ken is another one of them players that I could see playing better on the the, the wider position anyway. I be. I think the one thing that I think you know he's got to improve of on some things. Some of his hold up play. I mean, his hold up play is good in some areas, but I think if he can bring a little bit more of that to his game, I think. He would definitely probably well, he'd definitely be more acclaimed as a number nine. But he he just has this this knack of just being in the right place. Yeah, he's very he's like a he's very Defoe. Yeah. I think I think he's more technical than Defoe. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying yeah. He's there was not a Defoe, point. but he's very Defoe as in he's he's just he's a smaller striker, but he he sniffs he's pops up at the right place. To he right sniffs time. a goal and he his runs are brilliant. Yeah, there was, a, there was a period as well where uh, it was in the first half where he got the ball in the centre circle because obviously come deep to get the ball. And he was a far deeper than a lot of the other players, but he just you can see he wants to get involved. But the, the footwork, and he beats three players on the spot. He doesn't really dribble past any of them, but all three players try to sort of jink in and get the ball off him. And he just, his footwork is so quick. So, so quick. He's definitely going to be one for the future. Well, he's, he's one guy, for the current, but definitely he, one for the He's future. a guy that is genuinely devastated when he doesn't score or he misses a chance which is good that's good like, to last, hear. like he, he scored a hat-trick missed the penalty and it looked like someone had pissed all in his cornflakes yeah mm. that's what separates the the Inketis and the Greenwoods from the yeah like the Rashfords and the I don't know name who you want oh, Wilbecks yeah <laughs> but it, it does it's true though it, it, Harry's right but uh, I mean I, I, I don't want to deflect away from Hudson Odoi because I thought he was absolutely phenomenal again and I, I really think he's going to be very, very good. Yeah. Well, you'd like to think so if he's on 170 grand a week. That is mental. <laughs> mental. It's insane. But he, he could be so, so good. And I, I really like the idea of like the men, like England men's team being having so much like, like well, just, just that dynamic front three that you know you could change at any given point. Hudson Adoy reminds me of, and I think the closest player you can align him to in the Prem is, is Zaha. Yeah, exactly. He's very Zaha for me. In fact, and especially in the way, and probably one of my biggest criticisms, one of the things I like about them the most, is that they don't do anything for 10 minutes and then boom, they've scored and you're back taking centre again. Well, that's one thing I, um, I noticed yesterday and I hadn't really noticed before. His finishing yesterday was very good as well. Very impressive. First he's time. got a um, bit different to Zahar is he's he really like goes to he'll run and he'll take that channel or one of the wide channels and he cuts inside typically goes on the right doesn't he hits his left and he'll he'll, he'll but he makes so much space when he cuts inside like he, he just completely like destroys a fullback he like makes about three yards to yeah. there 
to what would be their right hand side whenever he cuts in. The one thing I noticed that the fullback last night was just like I think there was one time he there was a tackle that went on to him that was about thigh high and he and it was just like the guy was like, I can't run anymore, mate. He's a big old boy as well. He's huge. You never realise. Same as Tammy Abraham. Like, the guy's a monster. And that's that's not another thing I noticed with the twenty ones. They're so the athleticism in midfield. They're big. They're quick. They're str- like it's it. It really is positive that I think the like the where we I think we lack in the, the the first team is the midfield. And I think there's absolutely bundles of talent in that midfield mm-hmm. below. So. It'll be very interesting to see how many of those players go on the plane to the next World Cup. I, and do you know what? I hope some of them do. That's I, where I, I like Southgate, though, because I think he is the type of person to make those calls. See, I don't think he is. I think he he likes a tight-knit group, and he will throw the odd spanner in the work. But I, I equally think that he'll want like his... like He won't, for instance, cut out Trippier. He won't... Like, but you say that but Danny but Rose Ming, he won't been, out. yeah I, I definitely agree with Danny Rose um, he's obviously got a liking for Trippier as I said but he's given Mings a chance Tomori's come in Mason Mount's come in I don't he's think Trippier will go to the next tournament Hudson Odoi I could see uh, and he'll be involved obviously San, you, Sancho's a, a given but you don't think Hud, you don't think Trippier's going to go to the next tournament no 100% He's on the plane next summer. No, I think it will be one for three Sacco years. If United's form pick up and Alexander Arnold, well, it's, there's no way. It, it's literally this summer coming. He's not dropping Trippier. The World Cup. It's not this summer. Not no. The Euros are. No, I said next tournament. Yeah, I don't think oh, he'll next go to the Euros. Yeah, I don't think he'll go to the Euros. I would be uh, very yeah, surprised. I, I, I think I think he'll go to the Euros. I don't think he'll be at the World Cup though. And I'm not saying it's wrong. <laughs> I, I, I must admit, I do really like the fact that. For the first time in God knows how long, the the youth aren't being rushed through. Yeah, that's vital. And they're also like that. They some of them get called up, but then they get reintegrated with the twenty one. Yeah, yeah. It's not like there's a clear. Oh, you've been up. You've been called up now, so you don't get picked for the twenty one. But, but I quite like what they do. Like similar to the Spanish model, where you can have thirty caps for the senior team, but if the under twenty ones need you, you're going. No, I think that's good. Yeah, it's, but that's kind of stemmed as well from club level because clubs are starting to do that a lot more. Rather One than bringing I... a, team, a player in, like for example, I, I, I know I'm just talking on United's behalf, but Greenwood and Chong and all of these other players, they're when they're not playing or if they're on the bench, soon straight after the game they're getting drafted straight back into the under 21s or the under 18s. So I think that's stemming starting to come through throughout all of English football at the minute, which is good. My my only concern was that, like from the the Bulgaria game, was he didn't give Tammy Abraham any any minutes, and I kind of thought he would have. Yeah, especially when he's in that purple patch. You won't yeah. make a right under that, don't you? It would have been, I understand him calling him up because you know he's in form, get him, get him around the group and everything. But I thought it was a good opportunity to, well, I was to see what to, he could do. I was glad Callum Wilson had to drop out because he's ill. Is that from right? I think. No, Callum Wilson played. Didn't he drop out in the second game through all this? <laughs> no, 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 no. He no? played. He played. <clears throat> yeah, he the post there was, was someone. Right. There was someone that dropped out though. He was right. Yeah, there was. Yeah. Uh, Madison, what an idiot! Oh well, that's the see mad, yeah, mad. So for those of you that didn't know, like he obviously withdrew himself from the squad, and then hours later, upon release and being thanked by England for trying but not being able to be fit, he was spotted in a casino on his own. If it wasn't for Rebecca Vardy or Bulgaria <laughs> as a whole, he would have been the president about this week. Let, oh, it's, cra- it's crazy though, like. 
I think well, there's been a lot of questions about what is the character and whether or not these traits actually make him a better player for being a maverick, but very silly. Even uh, he's not in a position to do that now. He's not even in the first 11. So I think there's a clear sign as well why Southgate potentially wasn't picking him. But I, I tell you now, Southgate is one to hold a grudge. So I would not be surprised to see him not called up. Yeah. yeah. And that's a shame because he's a good player. Yeah. But, but unless he digs in and starts to get back into better just... ways, I think Southgate would maybe consider bringing him back in. But until then, at the end of the day, the signs were there earlier on. A few months back, he bought a clear bag <laughs> for six grand. <laughs> I mean, I don't think... I think you're being... Mate, with Southgate, I, I really think he holds a grudge. I think if you do something to wrong him or to, to make him look slightly silly... Out of a well, he did it with Wilshire, didn't he? he? Wilshire didn't go with him to the 21s and Wilshire never played for him again. Mm. I think there's there's things that... I heard. I, I remember hearing a story from, from Ray Parler about um, a time where he... Well, it was when he took over at Middlesbrough, Southgate, and... Obviously, they'd played together for England and everything. And That's his cock nose. Yeah. And he took the piss out of Gareth Southgate in the first meeting. And uh, <laughs> after that point, he was on transfer list. Went. And, he, and at that point, he was a, Ray Parler was a very big part of that Borough side. Like, he was playing week in, week out. He was, I think he even captained them for a bit. But Can you remember, Pete, what he, what he did? What he did when he, take, when he took the piss? I don't want to don't want to divulge in the cocknose story. <laughs> Howie, care to elaborate? Oh, that's not very good. Uh, snitches get stitches. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll talk about then. I think we've got to come onto it, and unfortunately, it's not a nice thing to talk about, but it has to be addressed. The current level of racism that was coming from the Bulgaria fans. Do you think the England team should have walked off? No, I think I think what this needs is greater debate and more finger pointing at FIFA. And well, I say FIFA, UEFA, and then as an extension, FIFA. Because what? What? Why would you not do it when you know you're not going to get banned from the competition? There is no way they're going to get banned, and the and the fine they get is going to be what seventy five thousand pounds. It's for joke, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, where's the deterrent? That's the issue. Here. Yeah. Like um. There's there's no impetus for, for change when there's no penalty. It's really shit though for the players because, like, I regardless... agree with them walking off though. Yeah, yeah it's, but it's not just shit for like, obviously the shit for England stuff. Here. But yeah. like, but for people like um like, like the actual Bulgarian players, like you, that's obviously their nation that that are obviously causing everything that it's not actually physically them and uh, it, it, I suppose it'd be difficult to kind of ban them as a team I mean I'd be fully behind it but it, it's, I, I guess it's difficult to be able to just go right okay yeah you're banned from all competitions yeah because please, your fans are stupid please you can't ban the fans it, it is a small number isn't it I don't number. think it was behind closed doors means nothing, right? Because you just go, you still enjoy the football because you go with your mates to the pub, you get pissed up and then you watch your team win. So you still have a great day out. So banning the fans doesn't do anything. The only way to do it is to heavily sanction these teams so that their FAs suffer beyond, not beyond repair, but they have to generally feel it in the the pocket 
or you take the teams out of tournaments. I, do, I see. I agree. I think it's a combination of the two. I don't think you ban teams. I, I definitely agree with that. However, punishment needs to be dramatically heightened. Yeah, to what it something. is. Uh, I don't. I don't. They've know made the four arrests. Is. That's all they've done. They've made four arrests. Some of the. I mean, some of the manager. I was so pissed off about this. Some of the managers' comments were like, "It was." He said, "Oh, I didn't. I don't think I hear heard any." I, 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 I hear do it. think that the manager should be should have some form of fine put on him because you, for me, I know he's what he's saying. He goes, "Oh, if it comes out that they have, then you know, I apologize." But he was also pretty much belittling the fact that it had happened, and he's not stupid enough to think that there were because there were people. Everyone else seemed to hear it, so surely he didn't not hear it. It, it's, it's what's happened is he's definitely heard it. He's tried to deflect of it. He's clearly has a bit of an agenda anyway. And then recently, well, today it was actually, it, he come out and said that I sincerely apologise to the English footballers and those who feel offended. Those um, <laughs> who feel offended. Uh, after the uh, Evelyn Popov, <laughs> who, to be fair, was the only person that's from a, a Bulgarian walk of life that I actually saw actually Show, so, yeah, mm. the, the captain, sorry. Yeah, he was really good. He went yeah. over to the fans and tried to shut him up and he's even come out and said he was embarrassed about it and he was ashamed and all these different things. Yeah, your manager's waffling on saying, oh, I didn't hear it. And then a day later, he's clearly had something said to him and a lawyer's probably got involved and there's probably been a speech yeah. set aside for him that he needs to then say where he's going about how he sincerely apologises to all the English footballers that, 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 that those who feel offended as if others wouldn't. It's... I was so annoyed about it. Like, I, I remember even going on Twitter and I was like, where's Dimitar Berbatov? He, I hope he said something. I hope, like, it was, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. The punishment I, needs to be higher. Uh, Howie's right in saying that UEFA and, and the FA need to be brought into this. And uh, I mean, I don't know essentially what the end result is because unfortunately in this day and age, and, until things dramatically improve or something's discovered, or whether it's through education in countries or whatever, I, I can't see it stopping anytime soon until think- something's done. Maybe a, a way. Uh, I know it's technically still banning them, but I think I don't know if they have any chance of qualifying anyway. But kick them out of a qualifying campaign. Like just do just do something. I think if there's a statement where one team is removed from something, then hopefully that sends kind of shockwaves around. I mean, you're, you're still going to get it. I think because yeah. there are idiots out there that will do it regardless. But that was that for me. What was more worrying was it. I've seen instances where it's one or two people, but there was crowds of people. It was pre-planned. Yeah. It was premeditated Massively. racism. There Massively. was no, oh, this is a reaction to us being, I don't know, disengaged with our team because they're crap, or, oh, we've got a societal problem and this just occurred because we're not used to seeing black faces. This was like premeditated. Yep. They had a black player playing for them. <laughs> I understand, like it's not so out of touch. It, it was, it's just mental. So like, out of touch. How was right though? It, there were sections. There were full sections of the crowd. They brought jumpers. They, they brought jumpers. Up. We have no respect on. Yeah, How, yeah. It's a joke. How are you getting that in? I mean, the thing is, though, from uh, you know, the problem doesn't just stem for uh, Bulgaria. It also, it also goes back to. The, like all of the governing bodies, not just UEFA. Like, like but I thought the FA handled it disgustingly. That I know, obviously, he was put on the on the spot, but I, I, it was, was it the chairman. I think it was the chairman that was on after the game, and you know the, what he was saying was just. Well, they're, um, 
it wasn't like committing enough. It was wasn't like this is terrible. You need to do something. It was like, oh well, we're quite friends. We're quite pally with UEFA, <laughs> and it is bad. But you know, we've got to let UEFA do their job. Like, so the head of their um, body stood down, didn't they? He's gone. Oh, of Bulgaria, one, yeah. But I'm talking yeah, about yeah. the English FA as well. Yeah. Because it's like, I'm not saying he should step down or anything. I'm just saying that these like people should be able to, they, they, they should be out there on national TV calling people out. Yeah. Probably I feel for the players though, right? Because whilst the football industry is huge, the footballing community is actually quite small. And some of these players, they're going to go back to more cosmopolitan clubs, particularly those that are like French, given the like African heritage of like France as a whole. That's awkward and that's embarrassing, and it is going to get brought up. It will be part of the part of the changing room. Yeah, but I don't think any of the players really can be to blame. Oh no, I definitely um, are. I just feel for you. I think it's embarrassing that that's the representative. We know what it's like. Hate to bring on about the B word, but we know what it's like. People assume that you are of a certain mindset because of the contemporary issues that are going on where you are. And they'll get tired with that now, yeah. just because of some idiotic fans. The um, the keeper was, I thought, was terrible as well. The the Bulgarian keeper, because he also said that he didn't really hear much, and it was just England trying to make the most of it. And yeah. it's just mental. It is. It's just crazy. <laughs> One thing I will say is the England team on the day during all of it, I have to say, dealt with it very, very well. Yeah. Um, Southgate obviously immediately took a, a notice to it. Players complained. It was good to see Barkley giving a sly little wanker sign during his celebration. <laughs> I liked, I liked the way they they handled it and the way they got on with it. But at the same time, I, I did see I can't remember who it was. Someone on on Twitter say that you know if if in your office you were working and someone made a racist remark to towards you, would you go okay? That's your first strike. If you say it again, yeah, like. Are you talking you about the ruling that, that yeah. they have to do the, the announcement yeah. and stuff? You yeah, wouldn't, you wouldn't do I that, agree. would you? If you hear it once, you get up and you go. Yeah, some interesting stuff on that. Because I listened to um, uh, in a piece of Emil Heskey, and his take on it was, no one tells me what to do. On, like The pitch is mine. Like, I've worked hard to be here. No one's going to tell me when I can and can't be on it. So it's my choice to stay on, to show them that this is mine and you're not good enough to be here. So I understand why that they, I, I like that approach, but I, I agree that I think if you want to, if you want to start change, if you want to ignite the fuel, it does take a team to walk off. That's quite sad. Because I agree with Emil's approach that this is mine and anything you do is going to take me off it. Because the thing, I get that, but at the same time, if they continue to play whilst they're doing it, they're just sending a message out that yeah, we, don't care. Just, we don't care enough. Yeah. Well, it's not well, that we don't great. care, but it's like yeah. I can see it from both sides. But it's not. It's you either have to go and mm-hmm. come off the pitch because that because that that essentially. Well, I'm not sure if it makes them win or it actually then goes oh, okay. Right, well we've lost our game here, so there'll be more repercussions because of it. But at the same time, if you carry on, then I don't know. I'm not sure if it's glossing over it. I don't know if you're allowed to put in a blanket caveat with tickets sold that if you're in a block where. We, we can prove that racist behaviour was happening. Sorry, or if it's you or it's not, you're out. Problem. And I know that's difficult to then get sales. I think it's not terrible. that. It's and not that. You could fair. end up with, with in-section fighting. <laughs> that's the only problem. Yeah. And I don't think it's fair either, because I think that's hard. I mean, if you get one absolute idiot 
Right. But you have to have these extreme rules, right? Because yeah. you can't if you can't like, have the minimal the minimal things they've got now. It just doesn't work. It, it yeah, is but, a good idea to have that sort of self policing. I, I do agree with that. But, but what will same... happen is you'll get that prat that's drunk, that's had a few too many, that will do some sort of racist a chant or abuse or whatever, and then people will be getting them shut up, and then you'll, they'll be in fight. The best, some sort the best of thing you do, right, is you implement legislation that says if you are caught doing racist behaviour at a sporting event. You are liable for a spot fine, what? and that's sixty or ninety pound. And then what you do is you let private business, private enterprise, take over these kind of things, and they're allowed to provide staffing that pay, and they put on these fines. And anyone that's spotted doing racist behaviour on camera gets a sixty or ninety pound fine. That's how you get it out. You also no, take you also take identification as they go in. Yeah, well, you say everyone has to have ID on them yeah. so that you can spot find them, and then you go in, G4S are there. As soon as they prove someone said something racist, they were wearing little cameras, they go up to you, mate, Done. you got a £90 fine. You either give me your details now or you get yeah, nicked. And when you get we get that, you get you get nicked and you get a £90 fine. Yeah, but idiots, idiots would take a £90 fine, though. Uh, yeah, it, it, put it higher, and I agree. And I, I think it's a criminal record as well. Um, but the, the, ultimately, the biggest fuck you to all of those fans <laughs> doing and, and doing these things in the crowd is three out of the six goals were scored by black players, and you love to see it. At the end of the day, Raheem Sterling absolutely waltzing through, and Rashford with a, a screamer. So, but it finished six nil. Obviously, it's not a nice thing to see, and we hope it stops. Um, but from a footballing perspective, brilliant result for England. Another three Those points. Brave Lions go rolling on. Exactly. So, following up this is the preview for the weekend. So, this is the preview section then where we're going to go through all the fixtures this weekend, tell you what we think is going to happen, and then we have a little score that obviously goes on every single week. So, how do you think you got on last fixture weekend, boys? I reckon I, I won it. Right. Did all right. Who do you think won it, Pete? I always think I won it. And so. who do you think won it, Howie? I reckon I've probably got 8 out of 10. Well, you're both wrong. I won it this week. So, fuck you. <coughs> how many How many points by? I had 5 out of 10. Pete, you had 4 out of 10. And Howie, oh, you had fine. 3 out of 10. 3 out of 10? Oh, you're shit. 3, <laughs> 3 out, out of 10. 10. 3 out of 10. Can I get an extra point for calling that Newcastle were definitely going to take something off United? No, because you said the wrong result. <laughs> yeah, but it's close. Yeah, I think I said United were going to win. You did. You did. So it. So Howie. Well, we all three of us said Tottenham to beat Brighton, which obviously didn't happen. We all said Burnley to beat F- Everton, which did happen. Um, myself and Howie said Liverpool to win, and then Pete said a draw. So me and Howie get a, a point. Um, so close though, by the way. It was very close. Yeah, it was. It should have been a draw at the end of the day from that penalty. So I got three out of three. No, because you <laughs> said Tottenham to beat Brighton. Damn it. Um, you then said a draw between Norwich and Villa. You were very wrong. Pete was the only person that got it right with Villa. I said Norwich. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, you two both said Sheffield United to win to beat Watford. I said a draw. So I get the point. And then we all said West Ham. Palace got the win. Um, how we had a draw for Arsenal, Bournemouth. Um, myself and Pete both said Arsenal. We all said City. Um, how he said 4-1 to City. Pete said 3-1 to City. I said 4-0 to City. <laughs> How wrong were we? <laughs> Excellent. What was um, what? Who had the the Everton game? Sorry, I've already said this. Uh, the Everton game. So we all had Burnley. All had it. All had Burnley. Oh, did we? Yeah, because yeah, he's Fordiola. 
Yeah. <laughs> we all then also had Chelsea, so we got a point there. Um, Pete obviously said draw between Newcastle and United, which does not get him an extra point. And then myself and Howie both said United. So I got five, as I said. Pete with four, Howie with three. The overall score, Howie, you currently sit in third place with 14. I sit in second with 17. And then a further three points ahead, Pete in first place with 20. That's it, boys. First to the 2 0. First to the 2 0. Grower, not a shower. <laughs> you just start growing very soon, my friend, because you're six behind. <laughs> and considering you got three this week uh, over that weekend, no pressure. Oh, stop making him laugh. He'll cough. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get into the fixtures then this weekend. It's Everton against West Ham's the first fixture. Pete, what are you saying? Score draw. Score draw. But it's one step closer to right. Fraudiola. That's okay. what I'm saying. Away win. Ooh. Okay, I've got a draw as well. So, how are we going with West Ham win? Pete and myself both going for a draw. Uh, what about Villa Brighton? Ooh. Talk to me, Howie. So, I watched I watched the Brighton game. Well, obviously, we all did. And they were, they were, really, they were genuinely really good. So a Villa. Mm. <laughs> what a doozy. I'm going to say oh, home win. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's a draw. What about yourself, Pete? Oh. No, I've changed my mind. It's a draw. It's a draw. I've changed my mind. Should we let him change minds? Oh, I don't know if that's fair. What do you draw. think, Pete? Score draw. Yeah, it's always going to be a score draw. And what about you? Are you saying a draw as well? Yeah, score draw. I've gone for the Villa home win. Bournemouth, Norwich. Um, I I don't know how many players are back from Norwich this weekend. And home Bournemouth win. are very good at home, so I've gone a home yeah. win. This is going to be a clean sweep home win. Yep. There's no way. I think Bournemouth are going to be too strong for them. Maybe a pookie goal, but I think, yeah, ultimately home win. Chelsea at home to Newcastle. Home win. I've gone home win as well. Chelsea to win. What about yourself, Howie? You know? He's going to go for a home win. He's going to get a draw. I'm tempted. But there's no, no way. Home win. But it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me, you know? No, there's no way. Wouldn't surprise me. Only United are shit enough to lose to Newcastle. I think Chelsea win one goal margin. See, I think they're scoring <coughs> freely. I I put Tammy Abraham in my fancy team this week. Well, I think I know I already had him, but I nearly triple captained him. That's how confident I am. <laughs> Leicester home to Burnley then. Talk to me. Uh, I've got a Leicester home win. Pete, I have a tight. Home win by one goal, one nil. Yeah, I agree. I think it, I think it'd be t- I think it'd be a one goal margin home win. Okay. I can't see it. I, I, I equally wouldn't be surprised to see it be a nil nil as well. Um, yeah, it's, that's probably for me. Looking at it now, it's the toughest fixture to call. Do you think? Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think both teams, I think Burnley have played very well this season. I've been really surprised by it. Well, <coughs> I say, say really surprised. I mean, they still play terrible football, but they play terrible football really well. Effectively, so. yeah. So, so you both, we're all going for Leicester then, essentially, but you two think yeah. it'll be closer than, I, I think yeah. Leicester are going to smash it. I think bounce back ability after the Liverpool result. <coughs> and I'd, yeah, I think they comfortably get the win. Hmm. Uh, Tottenham against Watford. I've got Tottenham at home. So Tottenham win? Yeah, I think this is going to be an absolute mauling. What about yourself, Howie? I don't think it'll be a mauling, but I think it'll be a home win. My my, my friend um, at work is a Tottenham fan, and he said that it would be the most Spursy thing to do to, to lose this, because obviously Watford haven't, um, haven't won a game yet this season. So, I mean, I can't see it, but... Spurs aren't confident. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just think they need to turn it round somewhere. And what better place to do it at home against a terrible Watford team currently? I mean, I know Lloris is crap, but what, what Gazaniga or Vorm? Vorm hasn't Gassaniga. even trained. You know, Vorm yeah, hasn't trained. So it's not going to be him. Gazaniga, and and how good was he when he came on? Come yeah, on. but how bad are Watford's defence? They keep. It, it seems like Kike Sanchez, Flores, or whatever his name is, Flores Sanchez, whatever. <laughs> this guy, th- th- he is a fraud. I'm sorry. Clean sheet last game. Come in to make a better defensively. He, he all he seems to do is go. Oh well, back in my day when I was manager here before, this guy was in defence. They, they they played Craig Cathcart. I mean, come on, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Shit, Johnny Evans. <laughs> Harry Kane is going to absolutely maul them. Now, I think it'll be closer than you think. But Top, I think Tottenham fans will hope so. Yeah, so clean sweep then, Tottenham across the board. Wolves at home to Southampton. Home um, win. I've got a draw. I think, yeah, I, I think this is going to be tight again because Wolves don't tend to fare well against the smaller teams, but I do think Wolves will win this. Okay, and then Crystal Palace at home to Man City. Ooh. I think this is going to be tighter than people think. No, is De Bruyne back? I don't even know. I have got City, but I don't think it'll be by a lot. My concern is more the fact that Palace seem to have good days against City. Palace win 2-1 or City win 5-0. I don't see it going any other way. Yeah, and I think that the, I, I think the, what's going to be the difference is whether Palace actually go at um, City because I feel like if they're not going to play if they play Benteke I know this is going to sound really weird if they start Benteke down the middle I think they win that does sound crazy it does because I just think they haven't got any yeah but they haven't got any scrap any centre-backs really I've only got Otamendi haven't they but I, I mean, think Fernandinho looks alright when he's in there he's certainly I, better than Otamendi last game I, I think he looks better when not up against someone that's going to bully him and I feel like Benteke, if he's up for it, oh, I think oh, Benteke feel... hasn't been up for it for four years. Sco- scored for Belgium in the week. <laughs> How is he getting in the Belgium team? <laughs> I know. How has that happened? It was against San Marino. But that's not. Talk about. How is he that's... even getting in the team? How San is he Marino, in the team? By the way, the worst, the, the lowest ranked national team in the world. Still though, how is he getting in the team? Come on. I, I think though, going back to the Palace City game, I think that if. Palace don't. The only way they can defend is if they attack, because that's where they will get at City this weekend is the centre backs. But if they don't do that, Palace will uh, Palace will get destroyed. 
See, I think it's all keen, uh, all key on how uh, if the De Bruyne plays. If De Bruyne plays, it's five nil. If De Bruyne doesn't play, it's one or two nil tops to City, in my opinion. I think Sterling will be flying. That's the only thing. But it's yeah, away win. Service. Away win. What are you going for, yeah. Pete? Across away win. Okay. The big one of the weekend. <laughs> How many goals are Liverpool going to win by? Uh, United <laughs> against Liverpool. And unfortunately, I can't see anything else <laughs> other than United. Wait, no, I'm joking. Um, we have no players. <laughs> and Liverpool have a lot of very good ones. So, Have you still got Romero? I don't even know who your number yeah, two is. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be Romero or going goal. I, oh, I yeah. hope it's him, because if not, it's Lee Grant. <laughs> Lee Grant. Yeah. That'd be brilliant. I think you lot are going to call me crazy here, but I've got a draw. You are mental. Yeah, even I think you're I mental think on this one, Pete. Similar to the Newcastle thing the other week, they've lost the way from home against a very terrible side. They've been embarrassed. They're now at home against a local rival. They are going to go for it. You know it's Liverpool, like, not Leeds, right? Yep. I know it's Liverpool. I know it's Liverpool. <laughs> I just think that Liverpool have had a lot of players on international duty as well. I think a draw. Just to let you know, there's going to be Salah, yeah, Mane, yeah, I'm just thinking of him in my head, and Firmino available against Harry Maguire. Don't get me wrong. It'll be like Every... um, flies around like a bear's head. <laughs> I, will, I will enjoy United getting stuffed, as I would every week. But, I do think they're gonna they'll pull something out of the bag this week. So we got no uh, Wambasaka, no De Gea, no Lindelof, no Shaw, no Pogba. Has Wambasaka actually been ruled out by? He's he's been because out for about three or four weeks. Yeah, but has he actually physically been ruled out? Because I know they've ruled out Pogba and De Gea today. Uh, but well, I mean, that's, yeah, but that's an addition. But he's, they, none of them have said whether they're back because obviously people want to keep surprises. But that's, it, that's what I mean. Plus, Rashford's going to be up front. <laughs> well I'm hoping Martial's back but it doesn't sound like it so Martial obviously Pogba um, who else have we got injured I, know, I just think this Dan is, James this is got the... injured in the, the Wales game this is the kind of game that Ollie does manage well and I think that when we played Liverpool at Anfield the one thing that we got at Liverpool with was the counter-attacks in the first half where I thought we opened them up a bit and if we'd have had better finishing, we would have got something from that game. Even though they did outplay us for the 90, I think that, you know, I, I think you've got a chance there. The, I think there's going to be space in behind. I massively agree with you. However, I don't think we'll play on the counter. I think what Ollie's going to do, unfortunately, he's going to say, get the ball, keep a hold of the ball, be patient, build up play. And then I think Liverpool count, will no, counter us. I don't think... I, I, don't think I honestly don't think... Ollie's that stupid to try and out-possession Liverpool this game. You'd hope um, not. I think away win. Yeah, I've got Liverpool away win. I'm going draw. Sheffield United against Arsenal. Now, this is the one that I struggled with the most. Yep. yep. I, I, and again, I've, I have another friend at work who's a Sheffield United fan and I told him to stick five on Sheffield. I've got Sheffield United to win. I have draw. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an away win. Oh, so yeah, three different... Draw. Our form is away form is absolutely terrible. Sheffield United were brilliant <laughs> against Liverpool and they were very unlucky. Yeah, this is the kind of game that four away wins this weekend must be mad. This this is the kind of game though that Arsenal really struggle in. They when they I think it a lot depends how they start the game. If 
if Arsenal can get an early goal and, and silence the crowd, then I think that it could be a comfortable win. Orba will but, score, and I don't see you scoring for Sheffield United. McBurney, £20 million yeah. pound man. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who's going to score? And it's going to upset me. That stupid little prick from Rangers. John Fleck. Kevin Lundstrom. John Fleck. That's who it's going to be. Yeah, John to be fair, Fleck. That is the kind of guy that's going to get Arsenal. Yeah. No, I, I think I, I, I do agree, Pete. I think it's very important that Arsenal get an early goal. However, I just think that away win, it's, baby. It's going to be a fortress there this season. Away win, and it is for Liverpool think, to I, only just sneak it. I, I think our, regardless of their fortress, I think the fact that we can't play away from home against anybody really means that unless we go, oh, I'm agreeing unless, with you. I'm agreeing with you. No, I'm unless, saying you're unless, struggle. unless Arsenal go with a, a bit more of an athletic midfield. Um, maybe Joe Willock, maybe uh, Gunduzi, and I'm not sure who else, if I'm honest. But unless they got athletic <laughs> in midfield, then they won't win. Yeah. Okay. Well, that concludes that then. So obviously, scores will be on the doors next week. If you want to get involved and let us know any of the results that you think are going to happen this weekend, get involved. Whilst I'm trying to get in between Howie's coughs, <laughs> I took the mic away. Uh, <laughs> the, oh, let me tell you it didn't work yeah <laughs> uh, the twitter is at the three at the back and the gmail the gmail keep doing that email is at the three at the back at gmail.com it's time for the boot bag right boot bag time so in front of me well to kind of summarize what happens in the boot bag i'm going to give the two others a bit of a task slash quiz slash some sort slash. of conundrum to figure out and this week, we're looking at PFA Players Player of the Year winners. So, what I'm going to do, or what I need to do to you, is first to eight. So, what I'm going to ask you to do, I'll flip a coin very shortly. I need you to give me a Players Player of the Year winner. So, it's a PFA Players Player of the Year. And then, if you can give me the year that they won it, it will also be an additional oh, point. However, this can only be from before 2010. So the last person that you can get and give me the year of has to be 09010. So anything after that. So 1011 onwards. If you can, it's only a bonus point. If you don't give me one or you don't get it right, you don't lose any points. It's the first to eight okay. points. Okay. Okay. It has to be before. Who gets to go first? Oh eight oh nine. I mean, I, I, I mean, uh, no. So you I can mean, na- you can name players that have won it right up until current day, but if you can give me the year, it has to be before. It's well, basically, it's, it's 2009, <coughs> 2010 is the last season you can give me the year of. Does that make sense? Cool. Yeah. Oh. Right. So I'm gonna flip my coin. I actually have a coin this time. Oh, I've got one. I've got one. Pete, heads or tails? Heads. It is heads. So Pete, you get to go first. Fuck you. So Pete, I'm looking for a PFA Players Player of the Year. And if, mm-hmm. play, by the way, if a player's won it multiple times, you say that, that that one name. I only need one of the years that he's won it. Okay. If you want a bonus point, I will go for Dennis Burkamp. Yep. Nine correct. I need, I need a season, Pete. I don't need a year. 97, 98. 
That is correct. So you come are straight in with two points. You are mad. Because I'm doing the only one that I know. <laughs> right, ready? Mm-hmm. Go, Howie. Uh, Van Dyke, 1819. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I thought you said he couldn't be after 2010. Yeah, yeah, he only gets one point. What? Uh, Why? <laughs> I told you. Moron. If you're giving me the year of, of, of a player, it has to be before 2000, oh, uh, there's 2009, no 2010. There's no way I'm getting the year. Okay. <laughs> All right, okay. In that case, then, I will... If we're going on ones we can get as a one... Actually, no, I'll go for another two. I'll go for another two. Um, Robert Perez. Please bear in mind, I'm searching about 35 years worth of players here. I can even give it a year if you want. I didn't think... Well, nope, I'm not going to say anything. Fine. Robert Perez. Yes. I didn't think he got... Robert Perez has never won the PFA Players yes, Player of the Year. Yes, he has. 0102. No, I don't think he has. That's incorrect. That's bullshit. The I think PFA he... Players Player <coughs> of the Year winners. Yeah, I think he got right. what the players right? voted for. Oh, this is bullshit. He definitely won it. No, I think he got right. So no, that, that is incorrect. I can't tell. I'm not going to tell you who it was because okay, it gives it away. <coughs> Howie. <coughs> okay, another player. Um, players player. Players player. You get 10 seconds, by the way. Players player. <laughs> Um, Riyad Mahrez, Leicester City. That is correct. Brings it back Yee. to 2-2. Two, two. Okay, all right. Thierry Henry, 0 I feel like he's cheating because he knows all the years. That is correct. Pete goes up to how, four. How can you not get that? That's the most obvious thing. Unbeaten season. Um, he also... So, so, um, that's mental. Thierry Henry's that. been said... Um, that's two gone. So he also won it in 0203. Of course, he did. He was the best player on the fucking planet, mate. I think I've got another one as well, but I'm not sure. Howie? Fire away. I'm trying to think who won it the year before. Van Dyke? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you can't even do the year, can I? No. I can't even say the year. Oh, that's bullshit. <sighs> I tell you why I don't want it, but I wish I knew the year, but I don't. Uh, Ryan Giggs, because he only got it because he never got it before. So they gave it to him and he was like 50. He... Um, let's go 10. Let's go. Let's go 09 10. Ryan Giggs is correct. The year is incorrect. Oh. Can, I, can, I, can I follow up with the year? Yes. You don't get a point, but yeah. Oh, I don't care then. <laughs> you don't get my knowledge. <laughs> oh. Um, okay then. It's four uh, three to Pete currently. In that case, then I'm going to go Frank Lampard. Oh five six. Or was oh four five? It's incorrect. Lampard has never won the FIFA Players Ooh. Player of the Year. That's bullshit. So it's still four three. First to eight. How are your go? What's the score? Four three to Pete. Oh, so this is draw level. It is. Oh, wish I could think of someone. <laughs> um, John Terry. 
in, I guess a year. Fuck, when did he stop playing? That's disgusting if he's won it, by the way. John Terry in 0708. John Terry is correct. The year is incorrect. So it's four Um, all. Pete, your go. Didier Drogba. (coughs) (coughs) You're right, Howard. That's incorrect, by the way. Didier Drogba has never won the FIFA Players Player of the Year. What, FIFA's... What? The PFA, sorry. The PFA Players Player of the Year. How has he not? The players have never voted for him. Howie goes back to you. <coughs> You'll back go to Howie. Me. Yep. Um, PFA Player of the Year. Steven Gerrard. PFA Players Player of the Year. Yeah. Steven Gerrard. He's got to want it. But I'm going to go... Oh, fuck. 0708. Steven Gerrard is correct. The year is wrong. So how is now taking the lead with five? Never get a year. I'm just going to guess everyone is 0708. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. 0708. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is correct. And it was also Oh, you are kidding. Pete takes the lead at 6-5. Right. Gonna have to think of a different year now. Uh, Also, Cristiano Ronaldo won at the previous year to that as well. Oh. So, what year was that? What? 05? Uh, 06, 07. 06, 07. Right. Okay. Now, question to both of you. Would you like me to give you the years that you've already guessed? Yes. Pete, do you agree? Uh, <coughs> yeah. Like, yeah. What from what from, from where on though? Uh well you got the earliest one with Dennis Burkamp. Okay, so it's just Premier yeah. Yeah. Uh no, yes. so oh, the the earliest year is nineteen seventy three to seventy four. Oh fuck that. Fuck, I wouldn't even not I couldn't even name a player that played in nineteen seventy three. No, I was gonna give you the years that you've guessed. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Are you both happy with that? Yeah, yeah. So, 97-98 was Dennis Bergkamp. 02-03 was Henri. So was 03-04. 04-05 was John Terry. 05-06 was Gerard. 06-07, Ronaldo. Same as 07-08. 08-09 was Giggs. 15-16 was Mares, And then 18-19, Van Dyke. Whose goes it? Yours. It's yours, Howie. All right. Players, player. I can't think who's been like so popular they get the award. Kante. I mean, you can give me a year. Do I get a point for it? No. <laughs> oh, because it was one, four years ago. Uh, Kante is correct, but it was 16 17, three years ago. Oh. So that brings us to six all. Pete, talk to me. If you can get a player in a year before um, 09, 09 10, obviously backwards, 
You can and win I think it. I've got I think I've got one, but I'm not sure whether he's either side of the O nine ten or the ten eleven. And I'm worried about <laughs> going with him because if I go with him and it's ten eleven, then it means nothing. There's only a point. So I can win it on this one. You could. Then I get surely I get right reply, otherwise he'd have more goes. That's the art of getting he's also got more wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um I mean oh. I'll, I'll, Okay, I'm going to go Wayne Rooney. Okay. And Players on that player. basis, yeah, on that basis, because I was going to say 10-11, but if I say 10-11, you can't say 10-11. It's, it's pointless. So I'm going to go 9-10. Wayne Rooney is it was correct. Around that. It was around that. It was either 08, 09 or 9-10. I know that. Wayne or Rooney is correct. Wayne Rooney won it in. 2000 <laughs> and 9 2010 Pete's correct <laughs> Pete wins it 8 to 6 you are shit at this game I can't believe <laughs> by the way can we just go into the fact how was Frank Lampard not one PFA player of the year how was Bobby Perez so I'll, I'll give you Drogba? the I'll run down the names that's mental so a lot of I know some of that have won it do you know who I think's won it and I'm pretty sure he's won it I want to. Bay was one. It what? Definitely won it. I was, was. Yeah. Yeah. So we got. Yeah, I was pretty sure that. No, I thought he won it earlier. I thought he won it like first year at Spurs. I'm not going to do no, all the years. Shit, first year at Spurs. So I'll, I'll run through all the years. So 73, 74. Norman. I'm not going to do all of them. No, I, no, I'm no. just going to run through the names. Norman Hunter. So this starts in 73, 74. Why don't you so just go? Why don't you just go from like? Shearer's clearly got it as well. Shearer's clearly got it. I should have just named yeah. a 90s Nin- year. I would say Shearer would be around about 95. Nah, yeah, 95, 96, 96, yeah. 95, 96, definitely. I'll run down all the players and then I'll just stop at each 10-year period and then go from the 90s. So Norman Hunter, Colin Todd, Pat Jennings, Andy Gray, Peter Shilton, Liam Brady, Terry McDermott. John Wark, or Wark, Kevin Keegan, Kenny Gadalglish, Ian Rush, Jeez. Peter Reed, Peter Reed, Gary Lineker, <coughs> Clive Allen, yeah. John Barnes, Mark Hughes, David Platt, Mark Hughes again. So now we're into nineteen ninety. That was nineteen ninety ninety one. Was Mark Hughes, Gary Pallister, ninety one ninety two. Paul McGrath, players player Gary Pallister. Paul McGrath, ninety two ninety three. Cantona, ninety three ninety four. Oh, Shearer, Cantona. Shearer, ninety four ninety five. Oh, okay. Les Ferdinand, 95, 96. 96, 97 was Alan Shearer again. I see, we were close. We yeah. were close for our thing. Um, 97, 98 was Bergkamp as, as was guest. 98, yes. 99 was uh, David Ginola. That's oh, weird. Oh, Ginola. I'll tell you yes. why that's weird. That's weird because the way I was doing it was I was trying to think of who won the league because he wouldn't win in that season it. and who yeah. was their best player. 98, but, 99. And that was the one I, I couldn't rack my brains for the treble. I was like, who of United? Yeah. yeah, that's a really obvious one, isn't it? You know? um, 99, 2000 was Roy Keane. Roy Keane, one player's player. Yeah, 2000, 2001, Teddy Sheringham. 01, 02, Van Nistelrooy. Teddy Sheringham, one player's player. At United. And Nistelrooy. Oh, Nistelrooy is another on. one. Van Nistelrooy, 01, 02. That's another one I was... Uh, I'm sure about when it would be because I thought he would have won it. Then, this story is fair, but Teddy Sheringham winning players player. Yeah. Come on. Teddy and then uh, sorry, Thierry Henry got it back to back years, oh two, oh three, oh three, oh four. Of course he did. John Terry, oh four, oh five. Yeah. Gerard, oh five, oh six. Howie's favourite year, oh six, oh seven was Cristiano Ronaldo. He also got the following year. Oh eight, oh nine. Did anyone say Ronaldo? Yep. Yeah, Pete did. Oh seven, oh eight. He got a double on that. 
0809 was Giggs, 0910 was Rooney, then it was Bale in 10 11. 11 12 was Van Persie. That was the one I, could, I, I wanted to say, but I couldn't. It was pointless because it was like, it's, it's only going to get you one point. Yeah. Um, and then Bale for the second time in 12 13. Suarez, 13 14. How the fuck did we forget Suarez? Eden Hazard, 14 Because he wasn't 15. before 2010. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think about him. Hazard, I didn't even think about him. Hazard was 14 15. Then Mares, 15 16. Kante, 16 17. Salah, 17 18. And then obviously Van Dyke. Following up the rear in eighteen nineteen, congratulations, Pete. What can I say? When you give me a good quiz, I'll win it. Oh, here we go. When you get asked more questions, you get more opportunities to answer. However, Pete, that does mean that you've just taken so the lead say, overall, and it is four three to you. I get really bored of winning all these quizzes. If I got the same amount of questions, I could have got the same amount of points. Yeah, well, technically, can. Pete got yeah. more questions wrong than you. He just got the double ones. Yeah. Because he got the year. Mr. Arl Van Dyke. But but I didn't get the same amount of questions. Let me tell you, the difference between us is I'm Arsene Wenger. I play with flair. You play like Unai. Going for little one points here and there. (laughs) (laughs) I just immediately thought of uh, uh, Mares when they said player's player. Him holding it, like, looked like he was such a... See, I... I So frail. My my first thought was actually Robert, was Robert Pires because I knew I, I, I was I, he won an award the year he got injured. Yeah, but, I but know, he didn't get plays player and he didn't get writers. I'm trying to think what he would have got. I'm going to see what you did get because I'm intrigued to know what he got. The suspense is killing me. It's just another. I'm trying Pires. to think what it would be. It's just another Robert thing Pires. that Giggs has got and Pires hasn't. He won. FWA Footballer of the Year. So Football Writers Association. I oh, did get of the writers year. then. I don't yeah. think you did get writers. 0102. Right, well, congratulations, Pete. You're four three ahead. He's taken the lead after moaning about it all last week. You bet you're not moaning now, are you? Well, as I said before, you give me good quizzes, I will win them. Whatever. But that is going to bring us to the end of the podcast. We are back to two episodes as of next week. If you do want to get in touch, the email is the three at the back at gmail.com and the Twitter account is at the three at the back. Say goodbye. Peter. Goodbye from the champion of three at the back. And say goodbye, Mr. Howard, without coughing. Stay blessed, stay healthy. I mean, that's definitely not one thing that you are. Peace and love. Peace and love. And it's a goodbye from me. We'll see you next week. Bye. <coughs> I mean, that's going in there. <laughs>